Hello, welcome Seattle. This is the Seattle Foodie Podcast and I'm here with my co-host Monica Beach and I am Nelson Lau. Monica, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great, Nelson. Hi, how's it going? We, I like that. (laughs) I'm doing well. I just came back from International District and slash Chinatown. Do you call it Chinatown or do you call it International District? What do you call it? I used to call it International District um, because I thought that was the proper designation. But honestly, I've gone back to calling it Chinatown and Japantown mm-hmm. to really honor the history of uh, those who have been there before us. I don't know if it's PC or not, but I always call it Chinatown. And when I grew up as a child, I'm Cantonese. In, in Chinese, in Cantonese, it's called Tongyangjai. And the literal translation is Chinatown. So I always call it Chinatown. Anyway, I just came back from dinner at Gourmet Noodle Bowl out there and two words, hot pot. You guys got to check out that hot pot. So let's go ahead and start the show. Monica, let's do a week in review. Where are some places that you just ate recently this past week that you'd like to tell our listeners where and recommend? Uh, in the last week, um, I've had Jollibee fried chicken. Uh, so uh, Nelson, yes. you know, you know that I hardly ever come to the east side. I go to South Seattle, South of Seattle, even less than the east side. Okay. So basically, my brother was going to be down there and please, please, please get me some Jollibee fried chicken. And mm-hmm. after waiting and bless his heart, he waited in line for me for like 45 minutes. Um, but he brought me some fried chicken and some mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, yeah. What I love about that chicken is that crisp skin and it's juicy. And I know it's not good for me. It can't possibly be good for me. Um, <laughs> but it tastes so delicious. And I don't know what they do with that brown gravy, but that's some of the best brown gravy I've ever had. Yes, Jollibee. Every time I'm in South Center with a friend after we watch like a movie and we're trying to figure out a place to eat for lunch, we always gravitate towards Jollibee. I don't know why. And it's just like, I think it's that gravy and that and that chicken. I, I don't know. Speaking of the east side, I was just at the box and I know how much you have an affinity for the box. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and that chop chop salad, right? That's right. Um, you know, I'm not a salad person and you'd be hard pressed to ever find me buying a salad, but I will always buy that one. Yeah, I have to agree with you. That is probably some of the best chop chop salad I've had. I don't know what they put in that chop chop dressing. I don't know if it's laced with like some sort of drug or something like that, but it is so <laughs> addicting. I have no idea. One last place I want to go ahead and tell people about is Due Cucina. And I, I hope I don't butcher that name. It used to be called Due Minuti out in Broadway, but they rebranded and changed their name. But it's the same restaurant and they are doing fantastic pastas. I mean, this is like Il Corvo level pastas. Really? And they are really, really good. Yeah, when you were telling me about it, I was like, I didn't know they do done a rebranding because they brand themselves as uh, healthy pastas. Is that right? Yes, healthy pastas. I mean, they have they have your traditional like spaghetti, but they also have like other vegan and also gluten free pastas like the fusilli. And basically, you choose from your different sauces. So you can do your like traditional a la bolognese, and mm-hmm. or um, I got the lamb meatball. Um, my other friend got a truffle and mushroom, and then you oh. just basically choose whatever pastas you want. So that's pretty much how the process goes, but it is really good. And I really highly suggest everyone going out to try that out in Broadway. That sounds delicious. I'm going to have to go. Yes, please do. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, kick it off. It's a new week. I'm very happy right now because all my fantasy football teams are winning. Well, congrats. Thank you. And I just had a great dinner. And what's upcoming? 
What's upcoming uh, for this week? There's tons of events. I don't know what it is about the first week of October, but everybody's got something going. Um, you I'll- are the second person that just said that in like the last two hours to me. That's so really? odd. <laughs> yeah. I think people are just realizing that summer's over and things are really going to change. And so they're trying to squeeze in all this stuff before it really starts getting rainy and cold. Yeah, I think you're totally right about it. So, All right. So Thursday, October 4th is National Taco Day and the marination locations of fast casual food and uh, Super 6 will be hosting a fundraiser for the Northwest Immigrant Rights Project. And so basically all three marination locations and Super 6 are going to be serving a special taco called the Kukua Taco. And it's made of Kahlua pork avocado salsa, it's got pineapple pico and cotilla cheese. And all proceeds from these taco sales will go to the Northwest, Northwest Immigrant Rights Project. And for those who don't know, kokua actually in Hawaii means like uh, kindness, like the spirit of kindness and wanting to help others without expecting anything in return. And so that's something big that's coming up on Thursday. I love it, the tacos. The owners of Marination, Kamala and Roz, they are awesome. Totally. I mean, I went to grad school with Kamala and she is so detail oriented and I love seeing how successful they are. Well, I knew how successful they were because I mean, attention to detail is like one of her big points. I think she's fantastic. For sure. All right. What else we got? What else we got on Friday, October 5th, it's the Taste of Seattle Made. So Seattle Made is an organization, uh, it's a member-driven organization that's like a collaboration of a bunch of different businesses. And so they're having a celebration of food and beverage, and it's going to be on Friday from 6.30 to 9.30 at Access Pioneer Square. Have you ever been to that building, Nelson? No, I've never been to the Access. The Access is absolutely beautiful. I mean, I know a lot of folks hold weddings there, but I've been there for a lot of special events. And it's just a gorgeous space with a lot of brick, varying levels, varying lighting. And it's just, it's a super fun place to be in. It's perfect for like food tastings like this one. Oh, fantastic. I think I've walked by it and seen from the outside. It is really beautiful lighting because of the way the building is structured and everything like that. Totally. Um, so yeah. the thing about this event is that it's 21 plus only and ticket prices are $45 plus fees off of stranger tickets. And what you get for that is five sample pours of some beverages and then mini bites from businesses in their collective. And so some businesses that are going to be there include uh, names like Bluebird Ice Cream, Comfort Baking Company, Seattle Pickle Company, and Mickey. Um, Have you heard of Mickey? I haven't heard of Mickey, but I've heard of Comfort Baking Company. And I love love Bluebird ice cream, especially during a good farmer's market. Totally. So Mickey is uh, a new rebranding of a company formerly known as Nasty and Company. You might have heard of them. Oh, yes. I do know Nasty. Yes. I know now. Sounds familiar because I knew they had to rebrand Mickey. They have to. And so... um, Basically, it's white coffee with other mixes, like uh, they do a white coffee, dirty matcha and a white coffee, dirty chai, and they're brewed in small batches. And it's not available everywhere. But if anyone sees it around, or if you go to this tasting, give it a try, because it's a really smooth beverage that has a lot of punch. Yes, I remember Mickey now, because I did meet them at another Seattle made event earlier in the summer. So fantastic. All right. Any other any other events popping up? 
Yeah, there's a big one on Saturday, October 6th for me. Uh, this one isn't in Seattle, but it does feature a couple of businesses that are Seattle-based or do a lot of business in Seattle. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually in Bremerton. And sort of like the way I don't go to the east side for very many things, I actually only go to Bremerton for one reason. So if you all hear okay. that I'm in Bremerton, I'm actually <laughs> going to Cafe Kai. Uh, Cafe Kai is a mom-and-pop storefront out there that does Hawaiian-style musubi. Musubi is a uh, spam rice and seaweed wrapped, um, but they're having a collaboration event and it's called Hana Ho. So Hana Ho in Hawaii means like uh, encore or play it again or one more time. So about a month ago, they had this event where they got together some Hawaiian based businesses and they're doing the same thing again. And so That's fantastic. Yeah. And I know your favorite uh, Mike Shave Ice is going to be out there. Yes, with Hawaiian style yes. Shave Ice. Right. <laughs> yes. My favorite summer thing, Mike Shaved Ice. Yep. They're not I willing to it. let go of summer yet. And uh, Wow Wow Lemonade is also going to be out there with their fresh juices in their Instagrammable mason jars. Yes. So make sure if you have your mason jars, make sure you bring them. Absolutely. And you so get that, that great refill. Yep. And then there's going to be a business that I've seen around, but honestly, they keep selling out. They're called Three Kisses Kitchen, and they're going to have their famous Chantilly Puffs. Now, again, I haven't tried them and I've had a really hard time getting my hands on these, but the word on the street is that they're legit. And so these Chantilly puffs are like luscious, creamy pastry filled with like buttery frosting and fillings like chocolate or haupia. Um, haupia is like a Hawaiian coconut pudding. So really yeah. looking forward to hopefully getting some of those. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Chantilly puffs. Okay, Chantilly I'm writing puffs. this down right now. So. <laughs> I'm writing this down for later. Yep. And they're rounding out the lineup out there with Chef Jerry L. And he's a local Filipino chef. And the last time he was there last month, he made a delicious chili and mac salad. And he served those up with Redondo's Hawaiian hot dogs. If you don't know what Redondo's is, these are like red hot dogs. In Hawaii, we really love red hot dogs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they just sort of remind us of home as we move away. It's sort of like a signal to us sort of nostalgic about growing up and so he serves some of those up so I don't even know what he's cooking on Saturday but whatever it is I'm sure it'll be fantastic oh sounds delicious and Monica there's one more big event in the Discovery Center yeah it's called Kawabunga and it's October 5th through 7th. So that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this weekend. And South Lake Union Discovery Center is at 101 Westlake Avenue North. Um, mm -hmm. This event is sponsored and hosted by Seattle Met and Amazon. And it brings together chefs, restaurants, farmers, ranchers, distillers, brewers, pretty much anyone connected with food um, and celebrating living and eating in Seattle. Tons of people are going to be there. So let so, me tell you some of the people there. I mean, yeah. This is like an all-star lineup. For sure. Like, you got Woodshop Barbecue, Emma's Barbecue in Columbia City, Jack's Barbecue. These are one of the top three barbecue places in Seattle. In addition to that, you also have Pike Pub and Tanker and Ton. And you'll also have some meat purveyors like Snake River, Painted Hills. You know about Painted Hills because it's such a popular name around the Seattle area and country Absolutely. natural. Yeah. Lots of guests. Lots of guests. Lots of guests. I mean, and... Just, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like Friday, like you said, is dedicated to beer and barbecue. And I think they have a little piece of it about shellfish. And I think Saturday is all about steak. And so most yeah. of the stuff is like 21 plus. But on Sunday, they actually have a country brunch that's family friendly. Um, and so there's going to be lots of sweet and savory brunch bites. And so, um, like you said, like there's names there. Um, tickets are available at kawabunga.seattlemet.com. 
And it starts at $55 and it goes up depending on which day you want to attend and what kind of package you want. I think if you buy like a three-day pass, they give you a little bit of a discount. So that might be, I think, $275. Sounds good. I know it's $275, but guys, I've been to Calabunga before. It is so worth it. I mean, the meat sweats you're just going to get from all these <laughs> events are just going to be like crazy. It is, if you are a big meat eater, if you're like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you guys <laughs> got to go do this because Calabunga is like the elite meat events of the year. So I'd highly suggest going there. Just do it one day even. So Just one day. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah. that barbecue day or the steak day will probably do it for you. Yeah, I, I, would, I would recommend doing the Saturday, but you can do any of those days. Well, I tell you what. I got a couple more events to tell you before we get into our interview with Seattle Pop. The first one I want to tell you guys about, everybody probably already knows, Shake Shack is coming into town. And Yay. This, com- <laughs> this coming weekend, October 6th, guys, it is on. Get ready. The cool thing for this opening, the first 100 people in line are going to get t-shirts. So <laughs> just want to let you know. So if you want to wake up, pull out your tent or lawn <laughs> chair or whatever tent. you need to do. I mean, if you want to wait in line for a t-shirt, I am all for you and I am applauding you. Right line now. starts behind Nelson. <laughs> yeah, line starts behind me. That's right. Now, the cool thing about this Shake Shack, obviously it's in Seattle. It's in the Denny Triangle area. But in addition to their ne- normal fare, they're doing a Seattle special burger. And Ooh. I'm reading this from the Eater website. Let me just read the description. It's called the Montlake Double Cut. And it's featuring Washington beef from Geber's Cattle Farm in Brewster and Hunterian Farm in Reardon. And it's sourced in partnership with online meat retailer CrowdCow. Oh, in wow. addition to that, yeah, CrowdCow. In addition to that, you got Beecher's Just Jack Cheese, caramelized onions, and whole grain mustard mayo on a Macrina bakery bun. Mm. So this is like Seattle burger. And the cool thing about this is that all the ingredients are entirely from local purveyors, from local Washington companies. So I think that's really cool. Totally. Is that a special or is that part of the regular menu? It's part of the regular menu in the Seattle location. Great. So I think you can there. In addition to that, the desserts also have Seattle companies as well. There are some decadent treats such as like the croissant concrete. I mean, have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that. Who's making that? Sea Wolf Baker's Croissant, brittle, oh and gosh. chunks of Theo dark chocolate swirls with coffee caramel sauce into vanilla custard. I mean, are you kidding me? That sounds I mean, delicious. That's ridiculous. You could have stopped at Sea Wolf. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and also, there's a normal Shack Attack concrete, and they're also using Theo dark chocolate as well. Mm. So, in addition to that, the there's a Pie Oh My concrete. And they're using olive mode pies mixed into their concrete. I mean, yeah, it's really cool. I think Shake Shack's awesome. I can't wait. I went to that pop-up in Canlis over the summertime (laughs) and it was epic. I mean, this was an epic (laughs) thing. And I'm so glad that Shake Shack is coming into Seattle. And they're consciously using Washington companies into their into their menus and their burgers and concretes. I mean, I think I think that's really cool. I think that's cool too. I mean, I think that shows that they really know our market and how important that is to us. Um, Definitely. And so really, really loving that idea. Yes. One more event I got for you, Gorilla Kitchen Volume 1. Have you ever heard of that before, Monica? No. No. This is a really cool event. It's on Sunday, October 7th from 6 p.m. to 9.30 mm-hmm. p.m. at the Dynasty Room in South King Street. Right now, Melissa Miranda, we already talked about her in the uh, previous episode, but is teaming up with Cameron Hannon of Miono, Supreme, and New Luck Toy out in West Seattle. 
mm-hmm. and they are doing a five course meal for $55. Wow. So it sounds really cool. Sounds like a great event. In addition to that, there's also going to be some special guests, Michael Chu of the Dynasty Room, Elmer Dula of June Baby and Solaire, and Shoto Nakajima of Adana are also going to be slinging drinks in the bar. Wow. And I think Shoda is barbacking according to the notes. <laughs> so that sounds kind of cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. Tickets are on sale. You can go to Eventbrite under the link 6K Dynasty VOL1. That's where you can find it at. Yeah. Have you been to Dynasty Room lately? Not in a long time. <laughs> Not in a while. Yeah, I know. I hear it's pretty cool. That's why I, I want to go too. Yeah. One last thing. This is for charity. So 20% of the sales of the tickets goes to benefit youth care. So it's okay. a for a great cause from 6 to 9.30 p.m. on Sunday. If you're not doing anything mm-hmm. or if you are doing anything, cancel those plans and come over here. <laughs> and one last thing before we get into our guests. If you're an East Sider like me and you're a big fan of bubble tea, I love share tea. If you don't know already and if you haven't seen my stories, I think once a week I post something from share tea because I always get something from there. I see that. So tell me, I've never been to Share Tea. Like, what's what's the deal with them? What's so good? <laughs> they, they just do things really, really well. I really enjoy their fruit teas, to be honest. They're yeah. Hawaiian teas. They have pineapple bits and mango bits in their Hawaiian teas. And there is also kiwi tea. And so they do use real juices into their teas, I believe, when they brew it in there. And mm-hmm. I think the quality is just always so consistent. I, I like their boba, too. Their boba isn't that hard. I've, I've been to other boba, bubble tea places and their pearls or tapioca slash boba is just, I don't know why, but it just tastes and it's just really, really chewy. But these ones are actually really soft and I, I prefer them cool. over other places. So they're opening up in Issaquah also on Saturday, October 6th and mm-hmm. starting at 11 a.m. And they are by the Ohana Eastside restaurant in that same complex. So I went to the soft opening recently. They're really nice and I just really like going there. That's it. Okay. So Monica, our guest today is going to be Seattle Pops. You want to tell us a little bit more about them before we lead them on to the interview? Absolutely. Um, Seattle Pops is one of my favorite family businesses, both for my family and because they're a family business. Um, I've known them for years. And so our interview today is with owner Megan James. And I hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone, it's Monica and I'm here tonight uh, with Megan James, the owner of Seattle Pops at their storefront in Wallingford. And tonight we're just gonna take an opportunity to find out a little bit more about Seattle Pops and learn about Megan's family business and kind of how we know each other. Um, so Megan, yes. um, how did Seattle Pops get started? So Seattle Pops started back, it really first started back in 2012. So I just graduated college from mm-hmm. University of Puget Sound in Tacoma and had a little stint, I guess, in Birmingham, Alabama, randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, there was a pop shop there where um, one of my friends was just like, let's go, let's go get these popsicles. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, what, what is a popsicle <laughs> shop? What does that mean? Like, I've only heard of ice cream and froyo. <laughs> so it was a whole new concept to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I really just fell in love with it. It was like all natural, fresh. Wow. I mean, like, you could just see everyone getting so excited mm-hmm. by it. And so my friend Meredith, she's like, why don't you just try us in Seattle? And mm-hmm. I was like, rain? Like, I don't know. Like, and I'm not originally from Seattle. I'm from Denver, Colorado. So I wasn't like 100% sure on really like 
you know, what the whole food scene is like yeah. in Seattle and stuff like that. So, um, so basically, yeah, that's where the idea started. And then I just started testing out recipes with my dad because mm -hmm. um, uh, he lives out here in Washington as well and is part of the business. Mm -hmm. And so we just started making like little ice cube trays, like test recipes of like strawberry, chocolate, coffee, you know, and like all those little ice cube recipes mm -hmm. are like the base of our recipes yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they're still like the little ratios. We just, you know, obviously like make them larger for yeah. bigger batches. But um, yeah, so a lot of those like recipes that we tested out back in 2000, <laughs> I guess it was 13 then, um, really now um, are like the base of a lot of our recipes now. So yeah, that's yeah. and then um, we, um, there was like this little Finneywood block party mm -hmm. 2013 and we yep. just like, we're like, let's try to sell them. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> so we made like a couple of flavors and like just had a little chest freezer with like neon popsicle mm -hmm. signs or like, just sold them for $2 a piece and like sold out. And people were like, where can we get these? They're like, okay, let's, let's do this for real maybe. So yeah. following year, started in farmer's markets mm -hmm. and it's just kind of grown since then. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and, and Megan and I were chatting, you guys, right before we started this interview. Um, I want to see if Megan remembered um, the first time we met and um, she does, but she kind of cheated. So well, I so basically, really you know. <laughs> I do remember, like I definitely remember you as like one of our first like strong supporters, like regular customers. And I think we first met at the Generosity yeah, at the Seattle event. Yeah, okay. yeah. Do you so remember what you were serving? We were serving little strawberry basil Strawberry popsicles. basil, yeah. and I fell in love. <laughs> yeah. Because back then in Seattle, there weren't a lot of people using like really interesting flavors. Mm -hmm. So even like adding basil to strawberry was kind of yeah. like a thing, like it was a real kicker, right? right. Um, and then it was just these little half pops, and then I kept trying to make excuses to go back, and I was sending friends back there. You probably didn't know that <laughs> because I wanted more because they're kind of small, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, and then you know, as Megan was saying, um, you know, started popping up at farmers markets. And if you know anything about me, you know that I spent a lot of time at farmers markets, particularly Fremont and mm -hmm. Ballard um, and South Lake Union. And um, I think. I think it's safe to say that the biggest fan of Megan's Paws, I mean, my entire family is fans of Megan's Paws, but <laughs> honestly, it has to be my son. Oh, um, yeah. And, and so he <laughs> has been just in love with the Pops for years and years and years. And I think he advertises you guys more than I do. Right. Every time he comes in, he's wearing a sticker, Stickers. and he keeps the sticker on his hoodie. And so anytime he's wearing oh, a hoodie, awesome. which is 90% of the time <laughs> yeah. he's advertising, it's on his scooter, it's it's on it. Like, there are like Seattle Pops oh, stickers man. all over my house oh, man. and all over our property. And I'm just like, I feel like Megan just stickers so that's that my okay. family can put it everywhere. Just special for you. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. That's awesome. Right. No, we love the support. I mean, yeah. that's really what it's all about, mm -hmm. connecting with locals. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because um, we don't always see you at the storefront anymore. No, yeah. But um, we come here a lot because, well, I won't tell you why we all come here. I'll let Megan tell you why we come to the storefront <laughs> as opposed to always at the farmer's markets. Um, but what are some of your customers' like favorite flavors and combinations? So by far, like the most popular in the store is chocolate banana and chocolate really? fudge. Yeah, Surprise. I think it's like chocolate crazy, I don't yeah. know. But they're really decadent. I mean, you can really, I think once you have one, um, I know what your favorite is, but <laughs> when people have oh, them. I have a couple favorites, yeah. man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, those are two of the most popular, I would mm -hmm. say, just plain old. But um, something special we do here is we do chocolate dipping. Mm -hmm. So we've got a few different chocolate dipping options. We have a Theo dark chocolate. Uh, white chocolate and milk chocolate mm -hmm. so you can dip we have drizzle so you can drizzle the chocolate yeah. um, also caramel from John Boy Caramels mm -hmm. they're awesome company down in Ballard um, and then some other toppings like toasted coconut sprinkles and we're kind of expanding that mm -hmm. you know as, as we go along 
Um, so, a, let's see, more popular, a coconut cream dipped in dark chocolate, mm. really popular. Um, really yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of started a trend, I think, with your guava what? dipped in the white chocolate. I started yeah. a trend. <laughs> you must be my custom-made guava dipped in white chocolate yeah. topped with coconut. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the it's day like I posted paradise. that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the day I posted that, like life changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, the picture itself is like amazing, yeah. so everyone oh, should go check you. it out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, and um, it was so funny because I think your dad is the first one who mentioned mm -hmm. it to me. He goes, "You know, everybody's ordering these now, right?" I was yeah, like, yeah. no, I like, really? what? <laughs> yeah. like, I just like it. It just sounded great. Yeah. He's on no, it's pretty popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your dad's hilarious, and I haven't yeah. seen him in a little while. Oh, but. yeah, he's in a lot of markets right now. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, wintertime, kind of the core group of us will be back in the store more. So. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> um, so like you were saying, farmer's market season is kind of mm -hmm. ending. And we know that there's some year-round ones. But you know, it's not mm -hmm. always worth it to be out there in 40 degrees selling pots, right. right? So um, anything, you know? going on with you guys in the fall? Like, what are your plans? Yes, yes. So we are getting ready to have kind of our fall flavors. So we've already um, released one of them, which is our Kona Mocha. Mm -hmm. So that's a Kona coffee. It's a creamy, cream-based pop. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, our Kona coffee mixed with our chocolate fudge kind of swirled in there. And then we're going to have some more flavors coming out. Mm -hmm. Pumpkin pies, Megan, let's come back pretty soon. Um, we got a few other, like a honey crisp spice, things like that, you know, we try to use a lot of local ingredients, yeah. so we're using what's in season, what's fresh, mm -hmm. and kind of just going along with the whole fall, you know, cozy fall, you know, you kind of want to have that, we want that into our flavors. Yeah. So. Sure. So definitely we'll see some of that coming out soon. And then we have a, a really fun thing we started last year, because last year was our first summer mm -hmm. and first year here at the store. Yes, so, happy um, anniversary. <laughs> thank you. By yeah. the way, July is your first anniversary of the storefront. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. We'll work on getting something going for next yeah. year for your second anniversary. Year two. <laughs> we can work on that. Okay. Um, yeah, so we are going to have a pumpkin patch on our patio again. So mm -hmm. we got like local hay bales, local pumpkins from up north, Mount Vernon. And um, we're just going to have pumpkins sprawled out all over the patio, and you guys can come and buy your pumpkins and get a pop. Yeah. And so it was a really fun thing um, that we did last year, and I think mm -hmm. we're going to do it again because mm -hmm. it was awesome. Um, and then we have things later for the holiday season. Like last year, we did mm -hmm. we sold Christmas trees, yeah, and we um, took all the profits to adopt a family. So yeah. we were able to provide like Christmases mm -hmm. and food and just like basic necessities for a couple of local families, which mm -hmm. is really cool. So yeah. we have new lighting on the patio. So I think we're going to be able to sell more and provide yeah. for more local families. So yeah, I'm no, really absolutely. excited for that. And, and I think um, that's the thing about like your business, like you're really connected to the community and the things mm -hmm. that you do. Um, the community yes. supported you and you're always giving back in like multiple ways. I mean, I, I love coming here in the summer, even though, you know, like there are all these kids and I can't like move them to the side so I can get my pop right, or take right. my pictures or whatever. But the place is full. I mean, for folks yeah. who haven't been here, um, when the store first opened, it was just a storefront, but out here now they've built a patio over the last year. And as Megan said, the new lights and I'm looking at them right now and they're like mm -hmm. really dreamy and beautiful. It's mm -hmm. sort of like what you would expect to see at like an outdoor wedding. Right? That, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's it totally beautiful. Yeah, they're really nice string lights. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad to hear about pumpkin pie. As you yeah. know, Megan, I'm not a pumpkin pie fan. Right. And I don't know if you remember at Shoreline Farmers Market a while back, like yes. when you launched, you know, pumpkin pie. I'm just like, oh well, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm gonna try. I'll yeah. try to, we'll to stretch into like pumpkin. And actually, it was delicious. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm just like, I feel like I live in the Northwest. I need to do pumpkin spice everything. So I was trying all this pumpkin stuff. Right. I didn't like any of them. Like that famous mm -hmm. pumpkin spice latte. Right, I, right, I threw right. it out. I didn't even drink it. Uh, but I, the pop was really good. Um, so you. what do you think is my absolute favorite flavor? Even oh though you gosh. don't see me very often. Yeah, I don't see you that often. Yeah, see, so I I'm mean, sure you know. 
I mean, I want to say it's maybe blueberries and cream, mm -hmm. or guava, mm -hmm. or strawberry basil. I don't know. <laughs> or, or, or. I'm or. thinking of like the ones that you post pictures a lot of. Yeah. Because I don't see that much anymore, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe cinnamon. I mean, that was their sons, right? Um, or has that so, changed? So it changed. <laughs> okay. And so you haven't seen him recently yeah. either. So originally, I think my, my very first love was strawberry basil, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then back then, you weren't making it all the time. Right? No, you right? we weren't. Yeah. No, you weren't. So it's just like, oh, here's yeah, like this flavor special, that we yeah. make, and we're never going to make it again, by the way. <laughs> it was a test. Uh, yeah, it was a test. It was, we're just testing it out. So I think the, the standard flavor that we could always find at a market was uh, the cinnamon, the horchata, mm -hmm. right? And that was both my son and my uh, favorite. Um, and over time, like, um, I think I do have a couple of favorites, and that has to do with the seasonal nature of what you do. I mean, mm -hmm. if you just had a stable menu, first of all, you get bored because I get through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and second, I'd, you know, I'd probably have, like, a more clear favorite. But you're right. Blueberries and cream is one of my favorites. I always wait um, for the season to start, and then I'll eat as much as I can yeah, yeah. because I know it's going to go away. Yeah. Blueberry season goes away. Um, guava is one of my favorites, and, you know, I've been, like, advocating for you to keep that as part of your standard menu. I know. Um, I think we might be. I know. You might people, be. People, it has yeah. a very lo loyal following It has now, a loyal so, following, yeah. right? It's just that right amount of sweetness yeah. um, and then still horchata just always takes me home but my son's favorite now is um, chocolate fudge okay. can you believe it all right chocolate fudge chocolate yeah. fudge yeah there you go yeah so he's I totally mean, that's a lot of people's favorites so it's, yeah yeah yeah, so that. I'm surprised because he was, you know, remember he was he used to do this um, lime zest thing and he used to make mm -hmm. me eat the lime oh, zest off the top of it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he wouldn't touch it. Like, you'd yeah. unwrap it and he'd stare at it and he'd like hold it out to me so I could bite the zest off. Right. Because that's how kids are, <laughs> <Yep>. right? Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, let's see. So, you're in the food business, right? Yes. And so, uh, people often want to know, like, what are you eating? How are you making your choices about uh, Yes. Well, eat? it kind of changes for us on the season because mm -hmm. summertime, we're crazy busy and it's really hard you know I really love cooking at home oh like since growing up yeah like yeah. growing up I cook with my parents all the time so yeah just home cooking is always so like comforting to me yeah. um, but summertime there's just like really not enough time to do mm -hmm. that so we just kind of like eat whatever is around mm -hmm. and like you know close by so we do kind of stop by local restaurants around mm -hmm. here on 45th Street. Um, we just checked out and we learned about it from actually my neighbor. Mm -hmm. He's the head chef at Brunswick and Hunt. Oh, Have yeah. you heard of it? Yeah. I just went there a couple nights ago and it was really good. I, yeah. I really liked it. <laughs> so um, that was really good. Tonight I had pot roasts. That was awesome. <laughs> did you make it or buy it? Yeah, no. Yeah. Do you have it. an instant pot? Yeah, I just oh got one. Oh my gosh, did you just get I one? Fell into okay, the, so yeah. I'm so addicted to the instant pot, but I suppose that's a different podcast. Okay, uh, but yes. I just got one a couple months ago and it is so addicting and it yeah. doesn't matter like if it's hot or cold. Right. It's like that challenge of like, how fast can I cook this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Right? I know. The pot roast took like an hour, hour totally. and a half. Like the day I brought so. it home, I <laughs> took my crock pot, put it in my car and took it to donate it. Like I'm just like, it's, it's out of the right. house. Because my husband was you just like, it. he was just like, well, I don't know if we need another appliance. I'm just like, I swear yeah. I'm going to get rid of the pot, hot, crock pot if yeah. we get this, right? He didn't believe me. And so like, I actually got rid of it. Nice. And it's yeah. been the best thing ever. I even boiled eggs in it. That's what my mom, so yeah. my, my mom, she's always <laughs> I made deviled eggs today too, and she's like, "Did you use the instant pot?" I was like, "No, because the pot roast was cooking." So like, that's why. So you need two instant pots. Yeah. Now. I'm like, it's okay. I can still do some stuff yeah. like old school. That's funny. Yeah. All right. So um, for our listeners, um, yes. we want to be sure that they can find you. So where can they find you on social media? So social media, we're on Instagram, Seattle underscore pops, mm -hmm. and then Twitter at the the Seattle Pops and the Facebook, Seattle yeah, pops. the yeah. Seattle Pops is like taken on a few platforms. 
try to get yeah. kind of creative with some For sure. I things. totally get that. <laughs> yeah. That's why I ended up having to change my username, right? too, to make sure they're yeah. all aligned. Um, and then Facebook, we're on there, just yeah. see how it pops. And yeah, we post things there. Um, really kind of getting more into like stories and trying to yeah. post updates on like new things going on. Mm -hmm. And um, we like to share a lot of people's photos. So like, like you know, like, if you guys share cool <laughs> you stuff. You shared a few yeah. of mine yeah. over time. I know, so. People um, have actually stolen my photos from your site because they thought it was yours. Oh, and you're like, credit me. Yeah, yeah. and then I'll go back and I'm all, actually, right. yeah, that's great for Seattle Pops. That's actually my photo. Right, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Tag that. Yeah. Tag that. So yeah, if you guys go out there and you get some pops and post them, we love to share people's experiences. So great. Yeah. Well, y'all, if you're all interested in pumpkins, don't forget there are going to be some here at the storefront. Uh, lots of them. Uh, so come mm -hmm. and get them during the fall. Yes. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Thank Megan. You. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. That was a really fun interview, and I just love Seattle Pops, and Megan's really fun, as you can tell. I've known her for so long. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Nelson, where can people find us online? You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. Also, great news. We're now on multiple platforms, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and other platforms where podcasts are available. Thank you for listening, and if you want to listen to other future shows, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Until next time, happy eating, Seattle. Seattle.